at you. Be do ga be do be. Be be got you. Be ja ga be do be. Hello, everybody, and welcome out to Peak Happy Podcast. In one corner of the world, it is Canada Day. For the rest of you, it is a regular weekend, but Pikachu supports my expat soul. But you have stumbled upon a Pokemon podcast. And while you can run away when facing a wild Pokemon, I do hope you will choose to stay, because today we are talking about the Pokemon with the best face and the funnest name to say. It is Advanced Generation, Episode 47, I Feel Skitty. A Pokemon that is too cute for its own good and just never fails to put me in a good mood. So however the plot of this episode ends up going, you almost don't care, because Skitty is just going to be so fun to watch. But before we get into that, a casual reminder, uh, our sponsor Poke Press has some videos up. Both from the video game competition at the Regionals Masters Division in Madison, Wisconsin, and a music discussion that I'm a part of. We're talking about Arceus and the Jewel of Life. That's up on his YouTube and continuing in our music series, we're looking at European Pokemon music next. So European listeners, if you feel overshadowed, this is your moment. Like, get in touch with either I or Steven over at PokePress and let us know your favorite European Pokemon music. Because there were a lot of songs that weren't just translations, but original songs created especially for the franchise over in those countries that do not get as much play and attention as they could. So let us know about that, and definitely check out PokePress on YouTube for all their videos covering not only uh, music and the video games and the card games, but actors and directors involved in Pokemon, animators, cosplayers, many, many aspects of Pokemon fandom, and you can find them on YouTube at PokePress or at pokepress.blogspot.com. And of course, I'll have all those links on my blog page at the end of the episode. And speaking of that episode, we are going to start it now, because the sooner we get to Skitty, the sooner everybody's mood takes a boost. So May opens the episode uh, by training with Beautifly for their next contest, and they're doing the frisbee routine. And I see improvement, though May's aim is sometimes way off base. As in fact, she herself is for most of her life. She's growing more competent as a trainer and a person, but sometimes that girl is just a wild frisbee. Torchic goes to retrieve the frisbee one such time, and it hears a whimpering in the tall grasses. That is more important than the frisbee. May can get that herself, so Torchic goes to investigate. And when the humans catch up to it, they see that Torchic has found a sick or wounded kitty cat. That thing is too cute not to help. Guys, emergency action right now. And, and like, that Pokedex can just stop with Skitty, the kitten Pokemon, like... No extra info is needed. Skitty is exactly what it says on the tin, all the good and the bad. And May is smitten with this kitten. She'd battle and catch it right now if it didn't look like it was ill or something. It won't even eat. Well, Brock knows what to do. And he's, like, really enthusiastic about it. Not, not in usual worried mom mode. I'm kind of suspicious. <laughs> But he leads them, marches them, to a place called the Greenhouse. He saw an infomercial on this. It's a huge mansion with gardens, and it is beloved by many grass Pokemon. And it's best known for being an aromatherapy laboratory. 
Here, they can heal Pokemon with fragrances. Ash is like, aromatherapy? Is that a new kind of Pokemon? It's like, no, kid, but give it a couple generations and you'll be way close. <laughs> anyway, then the therapist walks out and her name is Eliza. And why, yes, she is a young woman and very beautiful. Now we know why Brock was so eager to come here. Eliza is eager to help the skitty, but I think Brock makes her nervous. It's lucky that Max has been taking lessons from his senpai. He has channeled all of Misty's rage and has managed to transcend the height difference to grab Brock by the ear and drag him off. I am so impressed and proud of you, Max. Someone had to step up to that game before Eliza called the cops, and I knew you weren't willing to put up with any more of these shenanigans. And good thing, because Brock needs constant supervision in this episode. Like, they let him go for five minutes, and he starts sniffing poor Eliza. <laughs> They're so lucky they don't get kicked out. But yeah, Eliza has taken samples from plants, from various Pokemon's sweet scents, and has researched the combining of fragrances and how they affect Pokemon and people. In Skitty's case, um, it's not feeling well, but it's not sick, in the sense that it doesn't have a virus. It's fatigued, so she's got something that could help with that. Eliza mixes a few things and then puts it in a diffuser. If Skitty rests for a while while breathing in this aroma, it should feel much better and recover quicker. Even Ash, who has been opposed to perfume on sheer principle for years due to cross-dressing reasons, agrees that this smells good and Pikachu looks super relaxed, so... This, this may work. May decides to stay with Skitty while it recovers, and the boys follow Eliza for a tour of the greenhouse in the meantime. As they do, they run into grass Pokemon again, especially Oddish. Eliza encourages the grass Pokemon to live here and keeps the gardens a good habitat for them. I guess it's a good benefit for both of them, really, because Oddish and Weepin' Bell and the like are where she gets a lot of her fragrances. So there's a lot of Pokemon hanging around, grass Pokemon especially. Also hanging around is Team Rocket. They're hovering near the lab with their balloon. James is interesting in something to soothe his excitable cacnea. Jessie for her dust docks. But Meowth wants to give uh, the fragrances to the boss. Wouldn't Giovanni's life be so much better surrounded by healing and relaxing or energetic fragrances? Well, you're not wrong, Meowth. And, and goodness, it, it can't hurt anything to try to mellow out the crime boss, but... I don't know, ever hear of Glade? Like, Eliza's probably the best, but you could test out this idea by running to your nearest grocery store. Or Erica's shop back in Celadon City if you're wanting something a little more high class. Like, she's all over scents and their various properties. I'm sure she knows someone who can hook you up with a discount as long as you hide the big red R's on your chest. Like, like are you guys stealing on... Sheer principle now? Aromatherapy stuff is readily available. It's like stealing dandelions. What's the point? Ah, uh, but speaking of points, James brings one up. The fragrances at this lab are meant for Pokemon, not humans. So we don't know they're actually going to have an effect on the boss, or at least the desired one. And, and true, I do bet they have more effects on Pokemon, but judging by some of the earlier scenes, I think humans can enjoy them too. Whatever the case, Jesse thinks just being able to heal their own Pokemon makes it a worthwhile steal. It's like, guys, if you took half the money you spent on robots, you could just buy a year's supply, but 
It's a mindset. Jesse and James are locked in. Anyway, back to Skitty. When it wakes up, it is full of energy and immediately starts shredding curtains <laughs> and deciding Pikachu's tail is a cat toy. But now that it's well, May can try to catch it. Brock suggests that maybe she should be a little concerned about battling a Pokemon indoors in a laboratory of all things. I mean, I haven't heard Eliza say this was okay. <laughs> but it is not Torchic and Skitty's battle that does damage to the room. No, it is Team Rocket busting through the windows. And yes, oh yes, it has been too long since we've seen these costumes. Jesse and James in cross-dressing theatrical period glory. I love it. No one ever cosplays this, but it is wonderful. Truly, if there's a pair of you cosplayers out there, like, you would be the hit of the con if you showed up as the Rockets in disguise, particularly some of these more offbeat ones. Like, you could even make it a game, different disguises every day, see who can find you. And I really love that Ash and Brock don't bat an eye. May and Max are like, Team Rocket? What's with the weird outfits? <laughs> like, like, true, they have not seen the cross-dressing yet. They don't know the fun that Team Rocket sometimes brings to their misery. <laughs> well, after using Saviper's haze and stripping off their costumes, Team Rocket starts hauling off bottles of fragrance, since the twerps can hardly see and barely breathe. But Skitty hones in on Meowth, and Meowth falls hard for Skitty. And Brock decides to be real proactive, more than usual. Maybe he wants to impress Eliza. He chases down James and tackles him. Like, really, I don't often see Brock so aggressive. Of course, doing so means a lot of the bottles split open, and oils are mixing. Anyone who uses scents knows more is not always better. Some, some scents just aren't meant to mix. So we're having some chaos. Meowth and Skitty might be having a catnip moment. Meowth says his sinus is finally cleared up. But a lot of the humans are covering their noses. Wobbuffet's freaking out. Team Rocket escapes through all of this, but Brock, who has been aggressively tackling everybody in hopes that he'll catch the thieves, finally gets it right and snatches James before he can get in the balloon. He gets one bag of the fragrances, and rather than cut their losses, Team Rocket stays to fight. So now they gotta deal with Ash. The battle proceeds as normal. Corfish comes out, fights the Viper. Cagnia does its machine gun pin missile routine, and that never gets old for me. Uh, but then things take a hard turn sideways. Because these gardens are home to many grass Pokemon like Oddish, but also like Weepin' Bell. And James gets one look at those big faces and is just like, change of plans, guys. We want the Weepin' Bell. The rest of his team is like, hard no. And we have an interesting moment where Ash kind of does James a favor in that he has Corfish crab hammer him back into the balloon. Probably less for James not to be left behind without his friends and more because Ash likes to score a full strike with his attacks, like get all the rockets in one place, then the finisher, but still. Whatever the case, Team Rocket is sent blasting off all together by Taylo. So now let's take stock. Brock got one of the bag of fragrances back, but Team Rocket still absconded with a lot of product. And Skitty is missing. You knew it had to be something when Team Rocket blasts off halfway through the episode. Yes, Skitty is with Team Rocket. 
and Meowth is in love with Skitty. Skitty is in love with Meowth's tail. It thinks it's a cat toy. And Meowth is perfectly happy to be her cat toy, so all is well. <laughs> Team Rocket is enjoying having a kitten. Like, oh my gosh, Wobbuffet thinks it's cute too. This could work out well. Like, Team Rocket catches a Skitty and suddenly are too wrapped up in playing with the cuteness to actually bother Ash. Like, this could really work. But they've got to catch Skitty first. And then, oh, this shot of Meowth. Like, the horror. He gets a little self-aware. First of all, Jesse catches Skitty. Skitty is owned by Jesse. That is not a tale that ends in happiness. Second, you know, Skitty could be with him forever, but what kind of life would it have? Getting electrocuted every day and smashed by the Torps Pokemon time after time. Because, you know... The idea of just not doing bad things is not on the table. Meowth is not going to stand for that life for his skitty, so he suggests giving it to the boss. I mean, it's hard to imagine anybody, even Giovanni, not being delighted by a skitty. And, you know, maybe this is the best place for skitty. I mean, Giovanni does love cats. That Persian may be the only thing he's shown affection to in years. The rest of Team Rocket is kind of lukewarm on this idea, so Meowth sneaks off with Skitty and is like, Look, sweetheart, the mob ain't a place for a dame like yourself, see? Like, he tricks Skitty with a game of fetch to get it to run off, and soon Skitty is off chasing a shiny thing, and Meowth can tell Jesse, I lost your kitten. That goes about as well as you'd expect, but Meowth can take comfort in the knowledge that his love will have a better life. So back with the twerps, they're trying to track down Skitty, and Eliza has a way to do that. Her Oddish has been trained to use Sweet Scent, and there's no way Skitty can resist that. Don't go to the mountain, make the mountain come to you. If it's in the area, Skitty will come running. And she's right, we do get Skitty, but we also get Team Rocket's Pokemon. <laughs> we can't tailor that Sweet Scent, I guess. So... Big wrench thrown into Meowth's plan, and the battle begins with Jesse letting out Dustox. I think we've actually seen every Pokemon on the screen. Oh, no, not Brock's. But for Ash and May, Trico's was a flashback, but still, it's a good workout for the whole team. And May is getting better at battling. All of Beautify's practice is paying off. Team Rocket is sent blasting off a second time, but now the fragrances can be recovered and Skitty is around to be caught. Although, despite what the twerps think, I don't think Skitty was ever in much danger. Like, when May tried to catch it earlier, it seemed pretty capable of not going in a Pokeball if it didn't want to. And moreover, it's kind of the situation where, like, Team Rocket doesn't actually want to capture Ash himself. Like, I think Skitty would cause more problems for Team Rocket than they would cause problems to it. But in any case, May catches Skitty, or or Skitty catches itself, rather, and yay, new party member. And with that, the kids can hit the road. They don't leave with the setting sun this time, like maybe they're trying to get Brock out of Eliza's hair as quickly as possible. Uh, she gives them directions, and, and the road they're on will take them straight to Fall Arbor Town, apparently. So that's it, on to the next adventure, and I'm happy because... I don't think Skitty gets a real lot of, like, plot-heavy episodes or character development episodes, but I almost don't care because it's just so pretty to look at. Like, Skitty's a great Pokemon for the anime. It's, it's adorable. It has the best face. It's full of your comic relief. 
It just makes me smile thinking about it. And the fandom loves Skitty too. I, I remember back when there was like this whole Hello Skitty meme that was hilarious and adorable and all the good things. And, and Skitty being kind of zany like it is parallels May in a few ways. So it's a good addition to the team. Although coupled with her Torchic right now, she's going to have her hands full with those two. Like, luckily Wurmple evolved at least and got something approaching maturity. But Torchic and Skitty, she's going to be chasing those two around for a while. Anyway, for the next episode, uh, we're going to dip back into Pokemon Chronicles for a bit. I'm a little behind on those. That, that timeline keeps screwing me up. So we'll catch up with some of the Pallet Town team and see some of their origin stories and just live on that side of the Pokemon franchise for a little bit. And it should be way fun. We have one of my favorite Chronicles episodes coming up, one of the iconic ones. And we'll do that in a couple more before heading back for all of May's contest shenanigans. I'm sure off on the road somewhere, Ash is freaking out because we're not getting any closer to his gym battle, but I promise this diversion will be worth it. Until next time, thank you for listening. You can find this podcast at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. You can subscribe on iTunes or many of the other fine pod-catching RSS feed apps and devices. But most of all, thank you for listening. Until next time, this has been Peak Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all.